there, you're welcome again to Colavari Creativity Series and this is a podcast that is focused on exploring the world of creativity and innovation. This is our very first episode and I'm sure you can hear the excitement in my voice. I'm very, very excited because from the introductory episode, um, I think my appetite was opened up to understand what creativity is about. Before I go ahead, um, I am I am Zika and I will be facilitating this podcast series. Um, I think in the introductory episode, we um, basically talked about creativity not being a luxury and the fact that it has, it has become a very necessary skill that we need to have in this day and age. And um, I'm joined with the managing consultant of Colavari Solutions. Hi, Aziz Omoso. Hi, Zika. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. That's thank good. you. Um, I also have the IT consultant, Joseph. Um, hi, Zika. Hello. Well done. <laughs> okay, so they are both here to educate us more on how we can harness our creativity. I think I learned the last time that creativity is inside of everyone. So they're going to be taking us step by step to understand what this is and basically simplify the fact that I am creative and I can use it. Um, yes, I can be creative and be innovative. You are creative. So I am creative. Yeah. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. So, Aziz, do you want to tell us the story behind um, Colavari Creativity Series? Before we do that, I just okay. want to let the listeners know what they can benefit from today's episode. Oh, okay, great. And it's very important. Yeah. I'm also excited. Mm. And I've always felt that every time people talk about creativity, it comes at a very high level that mm. might not be relatable or yeah. usable. Yeah. So, I'll use the example of a transformer. Mm. Okay. Electricity is transmitted at a very high voltage. Okay. At that voltage, it cannot be used in our homes. Mm. You need a step-down transformer to yeah. take it to a voltage that can be used in our homes. Yeah. So what we intend to achieve in this episode is really take creativity to a level that people can relate with it and they can understand and they can use it. Yeah. So that's why I'm excited. Yeah, okay? true. Yeah. yeah. So for me, the journey started in 2015. Oh. But I would say the turning point mm. came in 2017 after I attended the training at Columbia Business School mm. on creativity and innovation. Okay. At the end of the training, we were told to go back and teach our, our colleagues. Okay. Um, fortunately for me, in my company at that time, we had an initiative that allowed me to do this. Oh. So between 2017 and 2018, I facilitated several sessions that had over 100 people attending. And the impact was tremendous. And it left something behind in my mind that I felt that this was something that we could, we could continue. Mm. So this podcast is really just a continuation of that go back and teach others. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. That's amazing. So why is creativity so important? Because, I mean, for you to be able to make a podcast of it, it has to be something that is very important. So why, why, why do you have that quest to let people know about creativity? Personally, I believe creativity skills keeps us relevant mm. and useful in a fast-changing world. Yeah. Now, our paradigms have been shaped by all sorts of information or beliefs over the years. True. And this is one of the, the things that I believe we can help address in, with this series. Mm. I'll give you a very simple example. You would have heard of people studying creative arts, right? Yeah, true, yes. So do we assume that there is on creative arts? <laughs> well, that kind of is the implication. So over a period of time, 
people have have been made to believe that there are some people who are creative and some people, and some people who, are, who are, not. are not creative. Mm. Now, what we want to try and do with this podcast series is to let everybody know that every human being is designed to be creative. Mm. We are all creative. Mm. If you look at creativity from the point of view of coming up with new ideas, every human being, every organization needs new ideas. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. I see you trying to say something, Joseph. Um, yes, I think um, to further drive home that point on uh, creativity that um, Aziz has mentioned, the World Economic Forum reports for 2018 and 2020 have actually shown that creativity and innovation are the top five in the top five most in demand skills and so between now and 2025 they will be in very high demand across the world and i think it's really important that anybody needs to know that if you are going into any role you have to have creativity Creativity. Mm. on your mind and in your portfolio basically Mm. Hmm. so if if we don't become creative we our degrees or jobs or whatever might not be relevant in the future to come. Hmm, amazing. Yeah, that's 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 one way. Second okay. way of looking at it, those jobs might be there, but, but they would you demand will not be able to perform the jobs because of the requirements yeah. of that particular job. Mm. I really look forward to, to this. Okay, so now I think we have some context to this. Um, I personally would like to know what creativity and innovation means because you have explained, yes, how it came about. So what, what exactly is creativity? Creativity means coming up with new ideas that are of value. So a new idea that offers value. Creativity is a new idea that offers value. The process of coming up with, with new, new ideas, ideas that offer offers value. values. Okay, so what is innovation? Okay, you want okay. I, I want to explain further on that. Okay. There are two things that make an idea creative. The okay. first is originality. By originality, we mean something that is unique, something that is different from the norm. So it's, yeah. it's original. Okay. And the second thing is usefulness. So for an idea to be creative, it must be original and useful, and it must be useful. Okay. There's no point coming up with an original idea that is not no useful. useful. It's, mm. it's of no value. Mm. So that's creativity. Now, innovation means implementing creative ideas. That's what it simply means. So you mm. have an idea that is new and offers value. Hey, we don't even know whether it offers value until, until, impl- impl- until implementing. That's true. That's true. Mm. So, innovation is about implementing a creative idea. Mm. So, creativity is coming up with ideas that are original and offer value, which is seen in the execution, and that is innovation. Spot on. Hmm. Great. So, but this kind. Of, so, what is the difference between that and invention? Because I think invention is also coming up with ideas. I guess I don't know. So, what is the difference? What is invention then? The first time you come up with an idea and is implemented, that is an invention. Oh. So there was a first time the car was invented. Yeah. Anything you do after that initial creation. It's not is an it, invention. It can, be it, it can be creative, but it's not an invention. Mm, okay. So the first time you come up with an idea, whether it's with regards to a product, mm-hmm. a service, That's a invention. process, that is an invention. The first time. 
That's an invention. Okay, so let me, you know, I represent the, the typical listeners. That's so fine. Let me break it down. So, like the example you used about electricity, electricity. So, when electricity was like the first time it was heard of, it was an invention. And it was implemented. Yeah, it was, it was an invention. Yeah. Okay. But that process of, you know, bringing in the transformer was a creative idea of could, some could sort. Be. Yeah, so the the first time electricity ever came into being and that it was implemented and we could derive value from it, Mm. it was an invention. Since then, there's been several things that have been done with regards to electricity that could could be be creative, creative, but you are not inventing electricity anymore. Hmm. Great. That's amazing. So I'm sure or I'm thinking that there should be a... You mentioned earlier, actually, I said creativity and you said the process of creating. So I feel like there is a process to being creative so how does this process occur how does it happen or i mean i'm sitting here i'm learning about creativity does that automatically mean that i am creative and i can begin to spit out ideas or how does it happen i mean we would offer a very simple explanation i mean there are several explanations out there i mean if you pick up any book several explanations but we'll Mm. go with a very simple explanation we will use the concept of the elements of fire to understand how creativity happens. Okay. okay. Now for fire. Fire, yes. Okay. For fire, you need three things. Mm-hmm. You need fuel. Yeah. You need air. Yes. And you need a source of heat, heat that crosses the spark. Yeah. So we want to use that concept to understand how creativity can happen. Okay. okay. So you also need a fuel for creativity. The fuel you need for creativity is an understanding of concepts in a field or a domain or a subject. We all are in a field or subject today, or everybody. Yeah. You must understand the concepts that are behind that particular field. That's that that's the first thing. That's the field. That's the field. Okay. By this is what I mean. Everything you see, everything you touch, everything you feel today mm. is an application of a concept. Mm. It's, an, it's an application of people's thoughts mm. now for you to be creative you cannot start from what has been applied mm. you have to go back to the concepts and the thoughts behind that application yeah it is from that point that you can create and recreate mm. so that's the first thing that you require in creativity you have to understand concepts in a field or in a domain or in a subject mm. Okay. Second thing is air. By air, I mean the prevailing conditions. Okay. Okay. In this, I have segmented it into two. The first thing that you require for you to be creative after the understanding of concepts, you must, every individual must have at the back of their mind an issue, a topic, a subject, a and something that is making them curious mm. about that field. Mm. So we could say something bugging them, something at the top of their mind that yeah. they are interested in solving, they are interested in discovering. Mm. It must be at the top of your mind, in your field. That's that's the first part. Okay. Now, the second part on that air is you must have an environment. You must be in an mm. environment mm. that allows you to pursue that curiosity, that discovery, mm. something in your environment must, must be encouraging you to do that. Yeah. Okay? So, so we have the first 
is air, is, uh, sorry, fuel. is fuel, which is understanding, understanding of the concepts. concepts. Mm. Second thing, there are two parts to it. First one is you must have an Something issue, an idea, a problem you are looking at that is bugging you that you want to solve in that field. Okay. Part and two of air is that you must have an environment that mm. encourages you to actually pursue trying to solve that particular problem. Hmm. Okay, so about the, what about heat? You mentioned the, three. The things. third thing is the spark. Okay. Okay. Spark. The spark okay. Or, or heat. Source of heat. Source of heat. Okay. And there are several explanations of how this happened. Mm. But first and foremost, we need to understand that our brains on their own are capable of generating new ideas. Mm. When we are in a state of what I call productive boredom, when we are not productive boredom, boredom yes, mm. when we are not so focused on a particular task, our brains on their own are always generating new ideas. Oh. Okay. Now, <clears throat> we also we also come up with new ideas when we find ourselves faced with constraints or challenges. Yeah, true. Anything that allows us to see things differently is an opportunity for us to, to be get creative. a spark. And that spark can start a thinking process that allows us to solve what's been bothering us in a particular field. Also, people, people who encounter challenges or problems differently from how they have been encountering those problems, it's also, it's also a point of a, for a spark. So, you find out that people who find themselves in different fields from where they currently are, yeah. that difference can cause a spark to happen. Hmm. Because they're already curious about wanting to do something in that field because they're not used to it. Yes. Hmm. Amazing. Okay. So let me break it down or let me say what I understand to be sure. So to be creative, there are a number of factors. And the first thing is I have to have an understanding of concepts in a particular, like you said, I'm in a field. I have to have for you about, in the media field, yeah. you have to understand the concept behind whatever you're doing. Not just you know how things are done, but understanding the concept behind the thoughts behind the what why is done. behind those things that are done. Yes, mm. and then there has to be um, an issue on the top of my mind. You as an individual would have something that you are curious about. about. You want to find out. You, there's a problem that you want to solve. I there's can't something... just be vague and expects to be creative there has to be something something, something that's driving that something that's motivating you something that, that you're trying to solve mm. and then there's the environments that helps my curiosity that encourages you that to encourages be yes exactly that encourages that curiosity that issue that is bugging me okay and then lastly the spark um and you said this comes from seeing things differently yes right um Please, I think you should shed more light on now, that. Now, our brains on their own are capable of generating ideas, new, ideas. new ideas. Okay. Okay, they yeah. are capable. Mm-hmm. What what helps our brains to do that is, is what can be referred to as productive boredom. Meaning, you are not too focused on a particular task. Your mind, like they say, can wander. Mm. And your brain begin to put things together and mm. you come up with new ideas mm. and if you if you've ever read people who have come up with ideas or new inventions they will tell you i was taking a shower mm. i was taking a walk sure i was taking my dog on a walk yeah. 
You see, like those activities are uh, those activities. They seem mundane, but what happens is that it, because you are not focused on a particular task, yeah, your brain becomes very it's creative. Open, it opens yeah. up. It's all the things you've talked about. Your mm. brains begin to combine and recombine and mm. see how it can bring those things to fruition. Mm. And in such a circum in such a circumstance, you can come up with a creative idea. Mm. That's one. Two, you can encounter a challenge, a problem. Uh, a resistance, a restraint that forces you to think differently. Yeah, that part. That can cause a spark. Yeah. Or you could just be reading something and something interesting happens that you can link back to the problem that you have been trying to solve. Mm. That can cause a spark. Mm. There are several reasons for the spark to happen, but I think the way you put it for me, I think it's very clear. Something that allows you to think differently from the norm. Can amazing. Cause amazing. This is really amazing. So I'm going to ask you to um, give us an example so that it's clearer. But before we do that, um, we have to go on a quick break. We would like to hear from our sponsors and we will be right back. Colavera Solutions is a people-focused human resources firm based in Nigeria. My name is Sher Majaro. Engaging with Aziz and the Colover Solutions team has helped me understand better the business world and how to navigate my career. Working at Colavari Solutions has been very enriching. I am a lot more appreciative of the individual value everyone brings to the team. I was, I was, I was actually blown away as to how um, detailed, organized, transparent his process was. Hello, my name is Soba Fubara Abraham. Um, I work with uh, Synergy Capital, manage a private equity firm. To learn more about Colavera Solutions, visit our website at www.colaverasolutions.com. Follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram at Colavera Solutions. Okay, we are back. Um, this has been very interesting. Um, I don't want to waste our time by going back, but we'll definitely give a summary at the end of this. So, Aziz, would you, would you, can you give us an example to um, break this down, basically? An example, yeah. Uh, that's fine. So, let's use the example of using fire to explain creativity. Okay. 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 We didn't read it in any book. Mm. Neither did we hear somebody talk about it. So we could say it's uh, an original idea that is useful, that offers value. So we could use that as an example. Is that oh, fine? Yes. Okay. That is amazing. Okay. That is very amazing. I think the, the spark, so I will start from how the spark uh, came about and then I'll walk backwards. Okay. I was listening to a new podcast called Spark and Fire that oh. focuses on creativity. Okay. And the idea hit me, and it was like, why can we not use the elements of fire to explain creativity? Mm. So we decided to walk backwards. So we said, if the spark is the thing that hits you, that makes you see things differently, how can we explain creativity using the other parts of creativity? So what we decided to do was, starting from the spark, we just walked backwards to explain creativity using the elements of fire which is your fuel air air, 
and the spark. Oh. Now, you must understand that what the podcast that, we, that I listened to did to us was just create the spark. Mm. Points one, which is understanding of concepts of creativity. We already had that in place. Mm-hmm. Point two, because of this podcast, yeah. we were challenged to explain creativity using very simple terms, mm. using very simple examples. Mm. So we were searching, we were inquiring, we were looking for simple ways of explaining creativity. Mm. So when I listened to that podcast, Spark and Fire, that ignited a spark mm. in me. Mm. And, and we said, why can we not use that idea of a fire, fire. to explain creativity? Hmm. You know what's most amazing for me? The fact that the example is very original and is relatable. Because you already, like you said, you have the understanding of creativity to some extent i mean you went to seminars and stuff and you want to have a podcast you want to create a podcast you want people to know about this that's already like you know you're curious you yes, want to yeah. and then there was that environment you started to listen to podcasts you started to read, read. books yes. you started to and then when you were listening randomly to a podcast one day yes. that happened the spark happened the spark happened and then you can now use the example of fire that i can understand exactly that is amazing that is so if if you explain this and it's this simple why then does it appear to be very difficult why does creativity seem like uh, it's a very mysterious thing yeah from our views i think there are two reasons why creativity appears difficult or mysterious okay one as humans we are more inclined towards conformity than towards dissonance or discordance. Okay, can you explain that, please? I will explain. Thank you. Now, if you go back to the definition of creativity, it says coming up with new a ideas. new idea or a different idea. Yeah. Different from what? Different the from the norm. Yeah. Different from what conforms. Yeah, true. So as an individual, to be creative, you must be willing to embrace discordance mm. or dissension, not in a negative way. Yeah. In terms of willing to see things differently, mm. okay? Yeah. People who are creative are comfortable in that space mm. of not being conformed to a particular to way norm. of... To the, to the norm. Mm. Put, simply put. So ah. that, that's one. The second reason why I think creativity also appears difficult is this. The prevailing environment that fosters creativity has to be abnormal yeah has to be abnormal because to be creative means to think differently yeah you can't think you can't be in the normal setting that you are used to doing exactly and, and be and think to, differently yeah, true but when you look all around us everything around us is normal yeah we're used to that yeah hmm. so an environment that is abnormal yeah encourages creativity but mm. people do not like abnormal environments people mm. typically run away from abnormal environment people prefer yeah. to, to remain in a normal environment yeah and, that, and that's sure. why i think it's creative i really don't i mean what i would like people to take out of this is that don't put so much emphasis on intellectual yeah you know power and intellectual prowess you understand mm. yeah irrespective of where you place yourself in that spectrum mm. you are creative mm. You are capable of generating new ideas that offer value. I think that's why when you mentioned, when you were explaining how creativity comes, and the first thing you mentioned is understanding 
the concepts i think that was very 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 interesting for me because once the understanding of concepts of something is known then you can explore exactly you can instead of to, you, you know, can combine things exactly, you can you, you know can take do, this out you can introduce something so you're still new. not going outside of you know that subject or that field you are just exploring beyond what is the norm at that point in time in that point do you yes. know what what is the norm today 30, 40 years ago was, was not, not normal. It was somebody's creative idea, probably. Pre-COVID. Yeah. Working, with masks. Working, working in the office was the norm. Yeah, now, true. I mean, most people you, you discuss home. with work from home. Remotely. Yeah. And even wearing a mask. Exactly. True. Hmm. This is very interesting. Okay. If I may add, just research has shown that people who people who find themselves in fields outside of their trainings, mm-hmm. people who people who read a lot, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. People whose developmental pathways have been different from the norm mm. tend to be more creative. Wow. We like to admire people like Bill Gates, yeah. you know, Mark Zuckerberg, mm. Elon Musk, and all the other innovators. But if you really look at their developmental pathways, it's been different from the norm. It, it didn't seem like the normal. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very true. Hmm. I don't want you to give us all the juice in this episode. <laughs> so there's, I think there's a lot more. There's a lot oh, more of that. This is very. This is mind blowing and it's amazing. It's very exciting knowing that you know we can be more if we allow it. Yes, we can. We can be more. You know, beating the norm and everything that is hmm, very interesting. Okay, so let's move on. Um, I think I want I would like you guys to give us like examples of people like actual normal ordinary normal people. Human yes, like human beings that have been creative because I'm sure somebody somewhere will be saying, Well, I mean, you know, but if you tell us some people, actual real ordinary people that have been creative, then I think it would drive home. So we'll look at two examples. Okay. I will speak about Dick Frosby. Okay. Joseph will speak about Richard Montanez, right? Okay. Oh, okay. So before I talk about Dick Frosby, I want to ask you, Zika, okay. what is your favorite Olympic moment? Olympic? Hmm. Um, I mean, it, it would be when Nigeria won gold. I think that was in Atlanta, 96. How old were you then? Uh, <laughs> yes, I was very young, but then, I mean, I heard... <laughs> It's my country, Nigeria. So I, I think you're right. I think yeah. for every Nigerian, that's a special yeah, moment. Very special. Yeah. But for somebody who's interested in creativity like I am, I, ha- I have a different moment. Okay. And it was in 1968. Okay. Don't ask me if I was born. <laughs> it was in 1968 Olympic Games okay. in Mexico. Okay. And a guy called Dick Frosby won okay. the Olympic gold medal. Okay. Okay. In mm-hmm. a high jump event. Okay. Now, the reason why it was special was that that style of jumping he used in winning the gold medal, he invented it. Oh. And today, it is named after him. It's called the Fosby Flop. Oh. Where you jump backwards. That was not the prevalent... At the time. At that time. Mm. But today, it is the most prevalent style of jumping. Oh, okay. Nice. Now, Fosby Johnny didn't start there. He started mm. way back in his high school. Okay. He was a member of his high jump team. Mm. And um, Fosby was lousy at the straddle. The straddle was the dominant technique at that time. Okay. Okay. He had to go back to using the scissors so that he could meet the cutoff for his team. Mm. 
So even though he did that, he kept on. He was curious. He felt he could jump better. He was pushing himself, mm. and he started working on a backward technique. By the time he got to university, he started perfecting that style. Oh. But he met a lot of resistance. Even his coach wanted him to revert to the straddle. Mm. But he persevered. Mm. Okay. And he persevered until he came up with what we now call the um, first be flop. flop. You understand? Mm. Initially, it seemed awkward, you know. But I mean, he, it was he, but, he, but, he, but he persevered. But this mm. was interesting about Dick Frosby. Frosby was never an outstanding athlete. Mm. Yes, he won the Olympic gold medal, but he never broke any world record. Mm. In fact, people copied Frosby and, and did they better. jumped higher than Dick Frosby. Wow. Dick Frosby was just an ordinary, ordinary person. human mm. like me and you who had an idea and he persevered with that idea. Mm. That's very interesting amazing. story. That's amazing. Joseph, um, mm. yeah, I think that Frosby story is very amazing. Yeah. Because like, you know, he wasn't extra special. Yeah, he yeah. just he just wanted to solve an issue and mm. he understood the basics and that idea came. And I think it's pretty much the same thing for for Richard Montanez. You know, mm. he was a Latino, you know, okay. in America. Um, had a background of low paying jobs and he then became a janitor at Frito Lay in the mid nineteen eighties. Okay. Um, so at that point there was a point, you know, the company hit some, you know, financial hard times and mm. You know, the CEO in motivating, trying to motivate anyone in everyone in the company sent out a video, you know, that everyone should participate in whatever way they could. And okay. the, during that period, during one of his work shifts, he noticed that among the snacks that, you know, Fritole produced, there was none that, you know, like catered to the needs of Mexicans of oh. or Latino people because, you know, they love chili. They love a lot of pepper and and spices. So that was when he came up with the idea that, you know, he could dust some of the current, um, you know, Fritole brands with with mm. pepper, with chili. And mm. he worked with his wife and, you know, sampled it with, you know, his family and his extended family. And they, they fell in love with it. And that was when he literally picked up the phone and called the CEO. Amazing. You know, there were a lot of like branches. Well, that's already like breaking I mean, the yes, usual. Exactly. Why should the janitor call yes. the CEO directly? He didn't really know those. So, so he so he yeah. was going against the norm. Yeah. Yes. And you know, the CEO was actually receptive and said he was going to come over and he should prepare a presentation mm. for him. And you know, pretty much the CEO came in with other high-ranking members of the company, sampled the idea, and it's you know, it took off. You know, they were able to come out of financial hard times, and eventually the janitor became like a VP within the you know company wow you know and i think it's and you know with the concepts we've learned today it kind of pretty much covers the fact that yeah. he understood yeah you know like oh there was this is like a domain area the yeah. mexicans yeah. we love for him yeah, yeah. Yes, domain, for him. that yeah. was he the domain area he understood yeah. that i know there was, there was an environment that you know mind. could move you know a lot of things and then finally that you know that like you said that idea that yeah. let me solve this particular problem before the spark came mm-hmm. and you know he made some moves he fought he fought some battles yeah broke the norm broke the norm and you know eventually you know 
became better for recipe. himself and created something that was useful very interesting that's story. amazing that is very very amazing yeah. if we if i know that if we go on and on and on this conversation is getting really interesting we won't stop but you know we have to keep some of the juice for other episodes <laughs> okay so do you have any final words before we go we have some tips okay practical tips um most of the tips um are for teams because i think creativity um fosters better in team Teams. settings okay oh. those practical tips any any team can apply okay the first tip is i think team members should be given targets for breaking rules mm. sounds strange but yeah we want people to think differently yeah. so give team members targets for achieving results but also give them targets for breaking rules mm. that's one i also think that companies or individuals should deliberately introduce abnormalities into their systems and their processes. Yeah. I'll give you a very simple example. The typical work hour is an 8 to 5 or 9 to 5 or whatever. Yeah. Nobody says that you can say, you know what, I'm going to have two work schedules. Some set of people work 8 to 3, some set of people work 4 to 11. Why? <laughs> I want an ab- ab- abnormality in my system. Mm. People will think differently. That'd people nice. will work differently. Yeah. Just introduce an, an abdo- abnormality in the system. It, create, yeah. it creates, um, uh, it fosters creativity. Mm. I would also say team team leaders should, or team leaders and managers should try to deliberately diversify their teams. Mm. You know why? Okay. Diversity yeah. matched with good leadership increases creativity. Mm. Does. I would also say encourage your team members to learn outside their areas of operations. Yeah. If you're in finance, no more about yeah. sales. If you're in sales, no more about finance. Yeah. It's very important. True. I would also say require that team members defend their current practices. Mm. You know, what, what we are trying to address is the issue of this is how we do it here. Yeah. No, we don't want that. Yeah. We want the best way. The best that way does not be mean done. the current way. Yeah. There can be other ways. Yes. True. I, I would also say encourage cross-functional teams to deliver on projects. Okay. People from different teams working yeah. together to deliver on the projects. Project. Nice. And I would also say practice productive boredom. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah, I think that phrase is going to stick in my head. Productive boredom. Wow, this has been it's been amazing i've learned so much and i think i'll just quickly share some of the things i've learned i think first and now has become basic in my head is the fact that i am creative you are designed to be creative i am designed to be creative everybody is designed to be creative. everybody and um and the fact that it has become a very necessary skill we have to bring out that creativity in us and um, i think the conditions for creativity was the highlight for me the fact that um there has to be an understanding of a concept or a field or a domain. There has to be the basic understanding. Everybody why works in a domain or a field. But we just apply. We just do. We don't. Some we actually don't really understand what we do. What we are doing exactly. So I think to start off that process of creativity, there has to be an understanding, a willingness to understand the concepts behind the thing that you're working in. Yeah, true. There has to be that, and there has to be something on the top of my mind that I want to address, or something I'm curious about, something I want to change, something I want to do, and 
creating that environment that helps that curiosity thrive, then you know, you know, being living, you know, being productively bored. <laughs> that's reading outside your field. Yeah, that's true. You know, maybe when you encounter situations that seem difficult, you know, just allowing the brain generate new ideas, then we're talking about creativity. You're right. I think this has been amazing. This has been very, very interesting. I've learned a lot and I cannot wait for the second episode and every episode afterwards. Um, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on um, your favorite podcast directory. We're available. The podcast is available on iTunes, Deezer, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and Audible. I think you can also read the transcript of all our episodes on our website at colavarisolutions.com and also follow us on Instagram at colavarisolutions. This has been very, very interesting. And on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn as well. Yes. Okay, Colavari Solutions. Great. Okay. Oh, we finally come to the end of this episode. I hope you learned something. I, I've learned a lot and I'm sure I represent a lot of people outside that I've learned so much. So yeah, we'll be going now. Um, but before we go, this podcast, we want you to know is produced by Joshua Praise and the poster design is by Faith Folari and Joseph Okafo. And the theme music is an original by Justo Christos. Thank you very much for listening and, um, see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.